in a land of a mind control episode not written by that one writer of Merlin in a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulder of three dudes, its name, four seasons, and a funeral. Today we are talking about season four, episode 12 of Merlin, The Sword in the Stone, part one. My name is David, and joining me today are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Charlie. Is this a mind control episode, though? I Not yeah. full episode, but Merlin does literally mind control Arthur and make him a himbo. It does happen. <laughs> he does out himbo Percival in this episode, because Percival has agency and direction. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> and it Do you think he dies took, next episode? Do you think Percival dies? <laughs> I hope so. Go <laughs> out on top, Percival. big man. He gets an episode and a half of being competent than death. <laughs> poor Percival. This poor man. Uh, what has everyone been up to since last we recorded? Because uh, it's um, been like a week. Yeah. Actually? It's, it's, been, it's, it's been five days. It's been a little bit. I got a popcorn uh, maker. Nice. Aaron Rodgers got traded. Yeah, fuck him. Finally. <laughs> hey, been, don't uh, say fuck him. In two years, he's going to be a Viking. Oh, God. No, please. That, that no. does track. And then he's going to send dick pics to a journalist, and then he's going to get caught embellishing, uh, embezzling money that's supposed to be charity money. Out of anyone who I think fuck would send you, a dick Brett pic, Favre. I think Aaron Rodgers is very low on the list. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has dick pic energy. Hmm. It uh, all depends on what the Ayuksha says. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers I... has fuck through a sheet energy. <laughs> hmm. No, he doesn't. Aaron Rodgers has That's... like stinky, hasn't showered in two weeks orgy energy. Oh, really? So gross. <laughs> Have you seen the man? Yeah, he always looks so angry. Yeah, because he's not out of fucking stinky, <laughs> hasn't showered in two weeks orgy. I just. I, get, I, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers initiating sex. <laughs> I see. <laughs> His is wife this... must be very upset. Isn't he single? No, he got married. No. Oh, did he get married again? He went away one offseason, came back and was like, hey guys, I'm married. <laughs> this is not where I expected this conversation to go. <laughs> You're right, sorry. We need to talk about Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh no! Can there we, is still we, no we, new news about Kingdom Hearts Four. Thank you for talk- listening to our Kingdom Hearts segment. MiHoYo has released a new gacha game called Star Rail. Um, Honkai Honkai Star Rail. I've been playing a bunch of that. Very good. Um, I've so far only spent twenty bucks in the game. Nice. I've been playing through a lot of Ratchet and Clank on my Steam Deck. Hey. I finished Ratchet 1. I was going to go for all the retro achievements, but the last bunch of them are just grindy as fuck. Where you have to get Oh, yeah, they're if they're retro achievements, then they're going to be nonsense. You have to get those like are I did fan-made. I did like everything else, but then they want you to get 120 kills with every weapon, 60 on the first 9 planets, 60 on the last 9 planets, and then do that again with the gold weapon variants. And to get the gold weapon variants, you have to grind for like I think a million bolts total, and they lock achievements if you do the glitch farm method. 
And yeah, I kind of just went, nope, we're moving on to Ratchet 2. There you go. Uh, uh, keep, keeping on with the, uh, the, the gaming talk, um, I've been playing, I've been desperately playing a game for one more week. Oh, yeah. Really? You haven't given up on it already? David, it's gone on Monday. I I want to play a little bit more before it's gone forever. Is no one hosting like a private server or something? It, no, you they there will not be a private server. The game will go down and be dead on May 1st. Um audience in case you're wondering, the game that I've talked a lot about on this show because I used to be in the competitive scene for it. Uh Storybook Brawl, the servers are going down on May 1st, um which is uh, like two days from now, um, and then the game is dead, literally unplayable. Uh, like you can't even play in practice mode because that uses the server backends, so it will be impossible to play the game. Uh, I'm come sure Monday. someone can rip the code and make a private server. I Nick, be that person. You do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's not happening. I'm. Why I have, not? I have accepted. Just make your they, own auto battler. They, dude, fucking duelist came back. <laughs> like that's fair. <laughs> like literally, what I'm saying happened to duelist, and then the developers were like, the original developers were like, "Hey, do you guys want the rights to duelist? You can uh, have them." I like. I don't even think the developers can do that here because it's all it's all technically owned by FTX. The entire oh, no. company is owned. Play our new game called Storytime Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, excuse you, David. Storytime Fight. Yeah, sorry. Our go. brand new game, Storytime Fight, using all of the non-like <laughs> fucking copyright characters. Like, what are they going to do? Sue you? Uh... <laughs> They're fucking storybook characters. Like, that was the whole point. That was the whole point. Just be more blatant about it. <laughs> like, straight up use Red Riding Hood as a character. <laughs> straight up Little Mermaid. Oh, dear. League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen it. Just fucking anything that's in the fucking open... <laughs> the public domain. Public domain. Public domain everything. Sherlock Holmes, but specifically the early Sherlock Holmes where he's a misogynist because that's the only part that's in the public domain. <laughs> His later stuff where he calms down in his chiller isn't in the public domain. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, I think, yes. is entered public yep. domain. That is entered public domain. Uh, we'll see about Steamboat Willie and how vigorously Disney defends it now that they've put it in their branding so it's part of their trademark, maybe? I, I'm interested to see what is gonna be their scummy workaround. <laughs> Apparently, people have been saying they've been throwing him into their uh, like logo branding, so they mm -hmm. could claim it's part of their logo. And then well, he now appears trademark. like him doing like the literal steam like boat. Willie is like what appears before the Disney logo now in their movies. Yeah. Well, right. So uh, yeah, that's what people are saying is part of the the strategy. And they've actually put out new like shorts with him. So I do wonder how much of it is going to be allowed in public domain and how much they're going to go no that's characterization for this new thing imagine the original cartoons would probably go into public domain but maybe not the character itself but how do you have like how do you separate those i mean they do it for sherlock holmes <laughs> hmm? like literally like 
Sherlock Holmes, like the first bit of his uh, bibliography is public domain. But like the later stuff where um, Arthur Conan Doyle took a break from writing Holmes and then came back and wrote more, that stuff is still not in, right? Yeah. And no, the, but like I could write an original story using that incarnation of Sherlock Holmes and be yes. okay. Yes. So could I make a cartoon with that incarnation of Steamboat Willie? Yes, but then I think it would be up to you to be make it legally distinct enough of not new Steamboat Willie, right? And then oh, Disney's gonna come at racist. you with that. I mean, that's why Sherlock Holmes specifically, like the Holmes estate, is very uh, liable, like very litigious about it because it's like, hey, your Holmes is too nice. He's supposed to be a racist misogynist, <laughs> like literally. Interesting. Or, or like he's too nice to Watson. <laughs> this is later Holmes. We own that. Like that's literally that. what they do. Which is how you can tell if anything is officially Sherlock Holmes or not. Is <laughs> if they use the name and he's nice. And you're like, ah, oh, this is later Holmes. What an insane thing. <laughs> so, like, technically. But again, Disney's going to come at you if it's too close to new Steamboat Willie. I think Disney's sure. just going to come after everyone regardless. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Disney. Disney's going after a fucking governor. Like, Disney has <laughs> Disney's- no fucking fear. Just, to to be like fair, a... that governor came after them first. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that Disney was like, hey, fuck it, we're coming back after you is sort of insane. Well, the great thing is, it was the new uh, district board was like, oh, that old board and the agreement they signed isn't legally binding, so we're not going to allow it. And then like 30 minutes later, Disney's like, and here's our lawsuit that we've had prep for like five years. I just... If no matter who wins, I'm sad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a bad feeling when you're cheering for because Disney wins, and that means that corporations <laughs> truly do have power over the government. If the government wins, then this is the government imposing. Then this is the First ideals. Amendment overreach. Yeah, this is incredible <laughs> government overreach as well. <laughs> but it's like it, there's, uh, there's no winner. There's there's just no winner. <laughs> I Thanks, still Florida. would Once rather again, Disney the win, but just I don't like the precedent it sets, especially because they're fighting using the um, government shouldn't have a right to say over an individual term specifically in the uh, Constitution. Oh, yeah, they're doing the uh, the Citizens United ruling. Well, they're using that as well because a corporation is counts as a person. A person, yeah. In the ca- for cases of law, which is also insane. <laughs> like. Just go full fucking city of London then. If if corporations are people, they should have votes. <laughs> like, I just. Oh God. Well, this. Is... If that's the argument, if you're saying in the <laughs> eyes of a law, a corporation is a citizen of America, United States of America, that citizen should have a vote. No, they didn't oh, wait, say shit, citizens. David, does that mean that that does that mean that that uh, if if that if that is a person, does that mean that they have to pay income taxes as well? They do. They do. They pay corporate. That's what corporation yeah. taxes are. Specifically, they also citizens now need to play the individual taxes. No, right. I think Citizens United was just the ruling that They're, they count as a person, not a citizen. Under for First Amendment purposes, they count as a person, and also donations count as speech. Money equals speech, and corporation equals person. Therefore corporations oh yes under yes. the first Therefore, amendment corporations are allowed give as to much make money as they donations. want because that's their protected free speech 
I see the yeah. I see the circle of insane troll logic. <laughs> oh yeah, this would also be a wonderful time, say, for if we had any confidence in that Supreme Court that the Citizens United would be overturned. I'm sure in a more liberal court, this would be challenged. Like after the ruling, they would go, no, 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 you can't rule on this because a corporation isn't actually a person and see if you can get a reversal of Citizens United all the way up. But that won't happen. Not when you have a corrupt judge sitting on the bench. That would be the most insane result of this is for Citizens United <laughs> to be overturned <laughs> in an ultimate fuck you to Disney. To you, to the fucking insane corporate overlords would explode. <laughs> like, uh, that would, would be so be ridiculous. All right, should we talk about Mewen? 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 Uh, probably. Hey, we're in part one of the season finale. We did it. We made it, gang. Yeah. Again. And for there's the just, ninth time. There's just a weird fucking Zero the like Princess Warrior character for some goddamn reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like, no explanation. Just armor exists woman like I just, no. everyone else is wearing armor why aren't you wearing armor she showed up no. and my fiance was like oh is she a bad guy i'm like nah she's hot she's gonna be fine i just i just i don't get it it's so insane everyone else is running in chain mail david famously you play so many jrpgs Yes, but that is also the genre, though. They have already shown us so many women in armor in Merlin. There's literally the episode where Morgana joins them to go arm the peasantry against bandits, and they go wearing armor, like full chainmail. <laughs> no, she not in full chainmail. She, for some reason, has a chainmail bodice. Yes. It's still better than fucking the corset Chain- this woman has on. <laughs> I mean, Isolda. From perspective. I just uh. it's it's But David, insane. have you considered boobs? I have, I did consider them, and I still like what the fuck. Alright, well David, what what that TV guide read? What that TV, TV guide, reads guide boobs. reads Um The TV guide reads at least Arthur's in that weird crop top this episode as well, so I guess it's gender neutral. <laughs> the same. Hell yeah. <laughs> in a crop top. <laughs> um, TV Guide Part 1 of 2. Morgana leads the Southron army in attack against Camelot. A wounded Arthur learns that Agravain has betrayed him and he has no option but to attempt to escape the kingdom with Merlin, Elaine, and Percival. That is Elian, David. <laughs> Elian. Elaine. <laughs> Elian. <laughs> Uh, I'll accept Al Yan. Um, can I just say they're called they're called the Southron people? I I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, they're that from just the means, South, and they know a guy named person Ron. from the South. <laughs> like, Listen, they're not Southern; they're Southron. I know it's a derogatory term people use against their enemies. 
<laughs> like, yeah, and they're taking that word back. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Or are they? Or are they now. the reason that this derogatory term exists? Are we watching this? The uh, I mean, famously, oh. the Scottish used it to describe the English. <laughs> like. <laughs> And I don't think Arthur was ever Scottish. I don't think he's part of the Scottish pantheon. King Arthur of the Scots doesn't quite ring true. <laughs> King Arthur of the Scots! I think you'd be shot for suggesting that. Yeah. Those are... It's, it's not a statement that should be said in certain company. <laughs> Uh, all right but yeah we we, get into this episode yeah we open up with um arthur being fat yeah because merlin's got to punch a new hole in his belt and hilariously after they go through this little bit of forward calling arthur fat they put bradley james in a fucking crop top for the rest of the episode (laughs) It's so, it's so good. He's doing sword fighting. You just see his little belly poking out. <laughs> you're like, you're not fat. You're in very good shape. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, they're joking. He's like, I'm gonna put another hole in your belt, and not in like a <laughs> sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> not a notch in your bed pose kind of situation. Um, Arthur tries to put it on, he can't, and then he's like, all right, but don't tell anyone. And Merlin's like, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's keeping secrets. And then hey, go down to Percival, did you hear how fucking fat <laughs> Arthur's getting? Arthur's like, my favorite, corned hen or something. Food, my favorite. No. I just, why did they make Arthur such a himbo in this episode? Because <laughs> he needed Percival to Percival isn't one. The, the himbo quad. Oh, oh, the Knights of Camelot have like five brain cells. No, no, no. Most importantly, the Knights of Camelot have a himbo, uh, like, minimum. <laughs> there must be at least one at all times. And if it is not Percival, then the duty falls on another. It's usually Gawain after Percival, but man, Gawain had to go do shit as well. So I had to go Gawain to had- Arthur. <laughs> Gwen had to kill a man for a moldy piece of bread. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, man, this was a good episode. <laughs> this it, was a fun episode. It's, it's a two-parter. For some reason, like, ev- like all of the Berlin two-parters have been great. Where oh Connor my God, actually they... does shit, Agravain does shit. I just, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, all my complaints this entire season have come to this episode. It's almost like when the writers give themselves time and don't overreach or rush anything, it comes out better. Anyways, um, oh, look, it's Agravain. He's being creepy, and I guess they also got the Phantom Operator to help film this episode? Because, man, is there so much slow-mo. That is is one of my complaints about this episode. Holy fuck, too much slow-mo. Like they it's, they were going for the dramatic effect, um, but, but it's then a little they, too much. I think in some action shots there is more slow mo than full speed, which kind of diminishes the specialness of the slow mo. Like, so- and they do it at such weird times too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Merlin, they must the, the BBC must have hired the slow mo operator 
<laughs> like oh 100 percent. and then they had to justify it in the budget and just yeah. went, oh it'll be so cool slow this down slow this down okay he flipped him cool we'll slow that down okay he's walking towards camera menacingly we'll slow this down <laughs> I, I guess we can do that like yeah that's what i'm saying they must have hired the dude and he like you can only hire him by day or something. And they were like, fuck, yep. all right, write some more slow-mo scenes in. Uh, anyways, um, while the feast is happening, we have Agravain take out some knights at the gate, uh, signal the people, and then uh, also make his way down into what I can only assume are like the stocks or things, and then lead people through the tunnels under Camelot. Uh, maybe these are the siege tunnels that they were talking about? I don't think so, though. These I think just other tunnels. No, I think these are the siege tunnels. Maybe these are the siege tunnels. Sure. we've These are the siege tunnels as well. Look, there, there's continuity, guys. We found it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, this, this episode starts off with a bang with outside of like the happiness of a, uh, a feast happening. Um, Camelot's getting invaded and they don't know it until it's too late. Oh yeah, it, they set fire to like part of the village, and then, hey, the southern army's here. Yup. And shit's getting fucked up, and uh, Elian confronts Agravain, and Agravain's like, "Finally, my great fight!" And Morgana's like, "We have a schedule to keep," <laughs> <laughs> and just flings him back, which was wonderful. I really thought for a moment that Sir Elian just died. <laughs> I was hoping for a moment. And I was like, like after all the wet druid boy stuff, he's just dead. <laughs> like it would have even been, it would have even been realistic for fucking Morgana as well, because we now know how much, for some reason, she hates Gwen. So it's like, sweet, let's make Gwen even more sad. I'll kill her brother. Stab. Does she know for sure that Elian is? Was she here when Elian came? Yes. Or is I she would... just assuming Listen. they're related because he's black? <laughs> I can't answer that part of the question. <laughs> yes, killed, you can, Nick. Should have killed the king of the Southrun people. <laughs> <laughs> should have been oh, like, no. I thought Uther killed you when she saw him. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna just think all black people are related. No. no. <laughs> uh, She's the, oh Helios, you must know who the Guinevere is. <laughs> Merlin BBC, you guys are cowards. You should have made Morgana racist. Oh. No, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down with the non-super problematic Morgana from that side. Nah, we're gonna make her more problematic. I thought you wanted to make her a real villain. She's there to girl boss, gaslight, and gatekeep. Come on. <laughs> David, I don't need I don't need just straight up racism from my characters here. Don't wow. you know racism makes it like you they gotta be something that like even the most average person is like, no, that's objectively bad. Say, wow, Charlie. And I say that, no. but look at the white man, so uncomfortable with racism. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Nick hitting a little close to home, maybe. Some of some of this is just our lives. This is just our lives for some of us, Nick. <laughs> This is our day to day. Flashback to flashback to that episode with fucking a fringe where the landlord is being real mean to the black tenant, and Nick's like, "Yeah, what? A, landlord just being nosy for no reason." And it's just trying to go, it's because they're racist, Nick. And he's the one black man. 
<laughs> We're just going, oh, oh. Why do you think the Lazar oh. knows his comings and goings so well? And it wasn't even the it wasn't even like they showed the apartment as being like run down or thing. Immaculately kept. Immaculately oh, kept. Yeah, but no. he's like literally the one black guy, so the landlord was like, Oh, I know exactly when he left and when he came. <laughs> I've been keeping it in this book. Fucking Chadwick Boseman, sketchiest man in the world. <laughs> just, just so funny. Oh. <laughs> Um, but anyways, that doesn't happen, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, uh, they just begin to tear shit up, um, attacking yeah. peasants, attacking everyone. Um, Arthur and the squad run away to where Gaius is because Arthur got attacked. Um, there's that slow moon, slow mo cool scene in the hallway, um, which barely qualifies as a hallway fight, but I guess we'll give Merlin that. Um, and uh, Arthur gets hurt. They run to Gaius. Gaius is like, oh no, I can bind your ribs, but it'll fucking hurt. And Arthur's like, ah, oh, just let me hold a sword and I'll go out there. I may puncture your lung doing this. Eh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, may, this may puncture your lung. You definitely broke some ribs. Uh... We'll, we'll figure this out later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, uh, they also uh, Arthur does also see Agravain with the invaders and knows he's a traitor. Yeah, which is important. Lots of lots of things, lots of important things here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, basically Arthur's lost a lot of the will to like fight from this. Um, he's injured. Uh, one of his trusted advisors, he's now just seen as turned against him. Um, and he looks like an idiot because of it, because Merlin's been fucking telling him this all season. Uh, and, um, yeah, it looks like the kingdom's gonna be taken over and there's nothing he can do. Um, so the other knights are like, alright, we gotta get Arthur out of here. Uh, if, if the king dies, uh, we're fucked. As long as he lives, there's hope. Which, yep, that's, that's, that is true in this situation. Um. Then they send Gawain. Gawain's like, I'll hold them off. Percival, you flee with them. And I'm like... This is the opposite. Gawain is the street smart guy who would totally help them escape and like survive. And Percival is the big hunk of meat that should be staying to fight. Like, like Gawain... No, no, no. They need need Percival... Listen, Arthur's injured. Percival must act as the man mule for the first little Gawain's whole thing is how street smart he is. Like, why wouldn't you want him in like, your escape team? Like, he knows every pub from here to, like, any of the kingdoms. Well, t- we don't know how street smart Percival is, but he's definitely lacking in the smarts, so... Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Percival's street? He's... He, he, Percival, he street. Percival's street, he's... but not smart. <laughs> As in, you could drive a wagon across Percival and he'd be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's part of the street. Yeah, but yeah, and then Gaius is like, "We need to get the king out of here. Um, you need to magic him." And Merlin's like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And just I makes him an idiot. It yep. seems himbofies. One Himbo- of Merlin's yeah. spell is bibbity bobbity become a himbo. <laughs> is this not just fucking? What was that? What was himbo shimbo? I c- I make you a himbo. 
<laughs> no, what's what's the I think what's that the D&D someone's one? fetish? <laughs> mm. Oh, 100%. Feeble mind. What's the yeah. what's the D&D one that just um feeble mind. makes your int one? Feeble mind. Yeah. Feeble mind. Yeah. Hey Nick, I think it's feeble mind. <laughs> I don't know. I, I David's can't, not I can't saying remember. anything, so I I, I got to step up I'll here. Fucking, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> reverb that. I'm gonna edit it so that's the loudest fucking thing in the world. I'm making a <laughs> Just note out of for nowhere. Feeble mind. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what episode is this? The, oh no! The sword in the stone. David, please. One six six. All right, keep going. No. Oh God. All right. Anyways, feeble mind. It happens. Um. And yeah, Arthur's good. Um. Just listening to whatever Merlin has to say at this point. Uh. As they make their way out of, out of the kingdom. Oh no. But now, will he actually decide to keep up with this? He will. We have to remember he's going to be in a completely different state of mind when editing. Purely out of spite. It's also going to be three <laughs> weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. We'll see we'll how see. this goes. But yeah, um, they, they but yeah. himbo up the king and then get him the fuck out of there. Um, And decide to go north to Yaldor, which I forget everything about Yaldor. That's where Merlin grew up. It makes sense. I um, didn't it's also, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also more importantly, uh, if there was a town that was outside the kingdom of Camelot that would be favorable to Arthur, it's Yaldor. It is the town they armed against the bandits. Exactly. Yes. It is the, it is the town that is definitely like Arthur should have at some point come and been like, "Hey, you guys want to come join Camelot?" I like, mean. It- it remains to be seen, but it doesn't appear that the it being in a different kingdom is worrying um, Morgana's forces. I guess invade one kingdom, you're going to invade another one, but... Invade all surely, the kingdoms. Surely if the king of Yaldor is like, wait a fucking second, you mean invaders took over from the south, took over Camelot, and then set foot in Yaldor? You mean there's a disorganized force in Camelot? I could take them over? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, again, this is like, what, the fourth time Camelot's been raided in, like, five years? Um, Last. Like, third time. Twice from Mor- and, armies yes. from Morgana. Then there One time was, under siege the from the Morgana. dragon. One time under siege. And then also this season, when he pissed off those people, like, they were about to go to war as well. Camelot wasn't yeah. directly besieged, but definitely the country was in peril. <laughs> like, oh, that's fair. I'll give you. I'll give you four then. It's just like um, why? How is Camelot still a country? Uh, Magic Lake. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason people are like we can't do it. There's a magic lake there. Mag- spooky magic lake with the fae. Okay, but and listen, no one else knows that the, the fairy Fisher King, is dead. King had a vial of water from that lake. <laughs> Obviously, it must have been known as magic. <laughs> like, uh. if it wasn't known to be magical, why would he have a vial from that fucking lake? Yep. Anyways, uh, let's get back. Let's get back into uh, what's actually happening this episode. As um, the knights and Merlin are uh, fleeing the kingdom, uh, Morgana uh, catches up to them on horseback. Um, magic blows them away. I guess um, 
fortunately Merlin and Elian are still in like decent states. They're able to pick up Arthur and keep keep moving. What are you uh, saying? Percival's just Charlie? fucking gone. <laughs> Charlie, what nope. is this link uh, you just sent me? Do look at it. You fucking talking. piece of shit. <laughs> Sus, Sussy Baka? You absolutely reprehensible garbage oh, person. No. You Are don't you want <laughs> look at the stuff to buy. You don't want a neon among us? Nick, do you want a Neon Among Us? No, I do not. How many Neon Among Uses do you want at your wedding, Charlie? (laughs) None. Are you sure? Yeah. You don't want one as a centerpiece for every table. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. (laughs) But then I have to explain Among Us to everyone, and that just doesn't seem worth it. But why? It'd be fine. No, it's I, fine. But Listen, Charlie, just only invite people over that would get it. Think about how happy you would make salt. Ten would only a be a hundred and twenty bucks. Right? They're shockingly cheap. Uh, okay, what, where were we? You get one of those. You get a big glass um, jar. We've lost, okay, we've lost a Percival. <laughs> In fleeing the kingdom, we're about to lose an alien. Uh, as we have a second knight go, don't worry, I'll hold people off. You get the king out of here, Merlin. Um, and uh, yeah, alien starts fighting and probably killing a bunch of bandits. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have Merlin and Arthur escape. Uh, <laughs> and start their long journey towards Yeldor without like anything. Uh, and the first thing they need to do is just disguise Arthur, giving us our favorite thing. <laughs> crop top himbo Arthur. He's in a crop, crop top, top and these weird cutoffs as well. These these are not clothes that fit Arthur. <laughs> and to be fair, Merlin's like, yeah, who would think you're the fucking king? And who would think he's the fucking king? <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> clothes like that? Fucking nerd. Uh. Um, and yeah, we have a very different Arthur here. He's not quite himbo. He's still able to talk. He's just very polite to his 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 master, Merlin. In this, He's, they call him a simpleton. Sorry. I thought. Sorry, you mean his dom, Nick? <laughs> oh no. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh why? <laughs> Dom Merlin and Sub Simpleton Arthur in a crop top. Horrendous. <sighs> but yeah, it it's weird because yeah, so Arthur is just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll go do this. Just tell me what to do. I can't think for myself. Um, and at one point. It's like a couple of days and they're still traveling through the woods and Merlin's kind of like, hey, I don't think you recognize everything I do for you. All this, like, you could try better. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm such a d- disappointment. And it was th- at that point where I was like, oh, maybe the spell has worn off and Arthur actually is kind of wallowing in his failures right now. And as I said that, uh, he got up with the pots and pans that he was told to clean and then tripped and fell over. And I went, nope, he's still a himbo. 
and it yes. was just such He's... absolute perfect timing on my part. More, more importantly, and what I can only assume at some point, Merlin heals Arthur's ribs, but he's he should be a very injured himbo. No, still. no, he his ribs are not healed because at the end of the episode we see how nasty, purpley bruised they are. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, so he's just dealing with the pain real well. Uh, eventually they stumble upon some smugglers' wagons, um, one of whom is wearing a lot of clothes and the other of whom is not wearing a lot of clothes. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, Zero Princess Warrior looking ass shit. <laughs> yeah. uh. It really is. <laughs> I mean, gotta gotta get the viewers somehow, right? I just... It's so out of place. <sighs> it's because there's no women on this show. That's why it's out of place. There was literally it's a, woman. a cool woman bandit in the season finale of last season. She was not dressed like this. Was there? Yeah. They was... fucking ambushed the Knights of Camelot. Nope. Not ringing any bells. Nick, back me up. I, David, I, I can't. I like <laughs> what? <laughs> Why don't you remember? Unfortunately, this is this is one of those times where, like, listen, I do believe you. I just don't. Was remember. The last, okay, it wasn't the season finale. It was the one with the bandits, like the cool bandits that Morgana got introduced to. Uh oh yeah yeah. I forget which episode that was now, but there was an episode no, where Morgana hung out with cool bandits. Maybe it was season two or something. Yes. Um, and there was a cool female fucking bandit, and she did not dress like, uh, it's Halloween. She's twenty two, going at going to a college party. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it's also important to note that Morgos dressed up as a full fucking knight in like armor that that one time, and Morgos was like commonly wearing armor. Yep. Uh, so yeah, but did she have big titties? But hey, the ratings, Probably. ratings have dropped, so now <laughs> Titties McGee is here to, to bring him back. They went, what? We didn't, yeah. we didn't have a woman in the last couple <laughs> episodes predominantly? Well, we gotta have some equality around here, right? We're fucking BBC production. Get me a woman in a leather push-up bra. <laughs> uh, and also, anyway. they're smugglers, and also, they're actually in love with each other, and it's fine. It's all cool. And then they get attacked by Agravain, and she... This made me upset for, like, the rest of the fucking episode. So the spell has finally worn off, and Arthur has to be like, oh, I guess I'm playing the part of Simpleton, and decides to go with, like, a very rough worker's accent, where he's like, oh, yar, I'm a moron. There's some there's some pirate in there. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of pirate in there, which is uh, then, which is a British worker accent, <laughs> which is where yeah. it comes from. <laughs> yeah, that, that does that does check actually. That does check out actually. Um, of note, while the the adventures of Merlin and Arthur are happening here, uh, back in the kingdom, things are not good. Uh, Gawain, Gawain and Gaius <laughs> are obviously captured. Elian is also captured later on. Elian is uh, tortured and, horrifically. Yeah, and Elian is. 
yeah, tortured horrifically um, with a serpent from... I, I don't know if I misheard it, but I think they said Asgard, which is insane. Well, no, yeah, that would make sense. I thought that's where Odin was from. <laughs> it's just, just insane. You're not... <laughs> like, not being clever or anything, just... Asgorath. Just, they could, Mountains they, of Asgorath. They could not be fucking okay. bothered to look up King Arthur's North, like actual Norse contemporaries. <laughs> like, uh. yeah, he's just called Odin, whatever. Fuck, yeah, he's from Asgard, it's, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, Elian gets tortured too, as Gaius explains the human limits, which is fucked. Um, I think that's death. Being tortured to human should- limits means you die. <laughs> No, if you're being tortured to human limits, I think that's right before death, because that's the human limit, right? But yeah, yeah, Helios is like relatively like he's doing the bad guy thing of like eating while the torture's going on. And Aggravade seems like visibly shaken by like how could how could the woman I simp for be evil? <laughs> well it's like uh, I think No, Aggravade's looking at that and saying, also- Man, it should have been me. <laughs> I think I think also important to note for Aggravate here, uh, one of the other things that's got a, probably a little bit concerned is Morgana's first like decree as as oh, we right. is is hey have the have the like have the peasants like yielded to yielded to my power yet? And Aggravate's like nope they they will only recognize uh, Arthur as king. She's like cool, burn their crops. I want their kids to starve, you know, so I can replace that tyrant Uther. And show them. I mean, listen, like Morgana trying to replace Uther as the like a, a fucking tyrant. That's a dead plot line. Morgana has gone full evil and is just for the sake of evil. Which again, Morgana Morgana has gone full evil. Um, to the point of she just wants the the populace, I guess, to cower under her so that when she goes, "Yep, magic's back, bitches," they no one. I don't even I, no listen at this upset. point. I don't think she even wants to re like proliferate magic. I think she just wants to be in charge. She just wants to be the queen. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. Like to think it that is, she like it is, um, she does not have a greater thing. She just wants to have power at this point. Okay, and then to springboard off that, why does Agravain want to help her? Because, again, Agravain is a simp. This, like, n- there is no greater motivations. They have completely stripped any of the nuance, any of the interesting possible like motivations that Morgana could possibly have. Everyone in her camp are comically evil for the sake of being evil. And that is all there is. And if they go back at this point and try to explain things or have Morgana like a moment of clarity... It, the Merlin TV show again will be losing a full point rating for me. <laughs> like, oh, no. oh, is that persistent across? Yeah, all of course. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just no, for last. Th- season. If they go back on Morgana's character, they have dragged her through the mud. And again, as long as they commit, I am fine with it. I think <laughs> it is fine to have a character start off nuanced and interesting, 
and then realize as writers you are incompetent and can't handle that and decide to backtrack as long as you commit. <laughs> like God, David, what a beautiful backhanded compliment. I, listen, it is understanding your limits and your capability, and I respect that. It's up to each of us to recognize we are shit writers, <laughs> and, and we shouldn't try as hard. Exactly. We are bad. And that's what I'm saying. If they try to go back at this point and then try to be like oh look at us we're so smart oh ho 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 nuance character no it's it's egregious it's not true don't write a nuance character write a comic book villain it's fine write a 90s comic book villain it's okay you can do that that is allowed <sighs> anyhow aggravain is being told to search um for the king search for arthur yeah yep. And is like, hey, Morgana, don't trust anyone but me. And she actually calls him out on that. And he's like, yes, actually, though, I am probably the only one you can trust. Helios seems sketch. I'm the only one who's actually unconditionally supported you. Also, don't fuck up with the peasantry. They're kind of the entire reason there's a kingdom. Again, what are you going to rule over? An empty castle of no service? She's like, yes, especially no servants, because I see all of them are Gwen, and I hate Gwen. <laughs> she doesn't know how I've listen, suffered. It's not like her listen, dad's dead. Mor- Morgana's, Morgana's understood the power of land in 2021. She doesn't need a kingdom. She just needs a bunch of land to sell off to desperate people. My God, could you? I didn't that realize would even Morgana be such a was better... a fucking corporation 2023 no. desperately trying to keep their real estate prices up. <laughs> <laughs> would that not have been such a better plot method though is if she's like you know what i hate uther i hate everything uther stand for i'm going to destroy camelot to the point where i'm going to break it up and give it to Charlie, the other kingdom. yes that would have been a better character motivation but that's not who morgana is <laughs> morgana is just if morgana you know, had a mustache like she would be twirling here. it Morgana would tie exactly. a woman t- to train tracks and then twirl a mustache and laugh and wait for the train to come. That is who Morgana is now. Uh. <sighs> but yeah, Agravain goes out and uh, Morgana did threaten him with like, hey, snake's going in your ear if you fuck up one more time. Which, honestly, on her end, fair. He's fucked up a lot. Uh, yep. Which is why, I think at this again, point we... it's the height of incompetence for Gaius and Merlin to have done nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fully knowing he's evil. They even say in this episode, we knew he had a plan of some kind. We had suspicions. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> well, I guess us. Insane. Oops. Yeah. Uh, oh, Gwen has to fight for food. Uh, uh, we're not quite there yet. We're almost there. We, uh, we do have we we do have uh, Arthur and Merlin get attacked here uh, by Agravain and start their runoff. At which point, sure, let's let's get to get to meanwhile in Camelot. Meanwhile here. in Camelot. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. Morgana's like cool. All right. Um, you guys, you guys are upset as prisoners that you're not being fed, you know, a basic 
basic right that we're supposed to give to prisoners. Don't worry, you'll just have to sing for your food. It's not like Come there on, was Wayne. a It's not like there was a convention in Geneva that settled this. Geneva's not even a real place. <laughs> exactly. Besides, I'm evil. I'll let Gaius starve to death. Just you watch. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then Gawain fights for food? Yeah, Gawain, Gawain, fights, Gawain fights for food. He's hungry. Um, and does just, I think, I think straight up murder a guy. Oh, yeah, like, no, he did. I really expected him to, like, hold back and we're gonna be like, oh, if only you did the killing blow, no food for you. But no, he just picks up that mace and smashes a dude's skull in. Yep, and Morgana's like, yeah. all right, now do it again. Against two other guys, and all you've got was a piece of bread, which is now being trampled on by said guys. I would like to put out a piece of moldy bread. Yeah. Like, half-eaten moldy bread. Yeah, and bread's not one of the things where it's like, oh, there's only mold on the surface I can pick around this. You could Wait, it's mold not? Mold throughout. <laughs> I don't think so. No, that's fine. You you could you you could pick around the mold on bread. I'd have to it's rethink fine. my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's fine. Just you can drink milk on the counter uh, after coming stop back. Stop reminding me. <laughs> Never. Oh my god. Why, no. must, why must it be constant? <laughs> David, David, just remember, you get to give Charlie his best man speech. You that's you true. get to do that. <laughs> Unless I don't let him. What? You're not going to have a best man speech? Depending on my mood and how giddy you are before it. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking like shot call if it happens or not in the moment. I like I like I like the idea of like right after the wedding like at the at the reception and things like that. Charlie, you just coming up to me and going I don't like how David's looking at me. Nick, you're doing this. No, I'm tag- I don't. I'm tagging you in. You're not the best man, but I'm tagging you in for the speech. No, because you guys are going to connive together, and I don't trust you either. Like, it's going to have to be have like... the same speech. I, I'm going to have to... And I, at I which would point, say... I'll walk over to David, and I'll go, Yo, David, you, you, got a, you got a script? And I would say, oh, I'll just get my sisters to do it as a safety backup, but I don't trust them either. <laughs> I don't trust anyone really forward, on my side. I really side. look forward to Charlie doing his own best man speech. I'm great. The end. <laughs> I'm great. I'm going to stay married and have a great time. Thanks for coming. I will never cheat on my if wife. Anyone, if, if, if any of these people points it. DJ, points if this man members, has a mic, tackle him. Olivia Munn is already if taken, so I'm mic, not afraid of anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, we get to the little, we get to Merlin's home village and his mom's there. And that's all we see of her for this episode is a hug. And that's pretty much it. Oh, wait, no, we forgot. Agravain attacks the smuggler camp. Yeah. And, uh, what's her face? Gets elbowed in the, gets elbowed in the face and then a cut on the arm. And Tristan immediately runs over. To have some armor over that bare arm. Uh, really? Azona? <laughs> sure would have been nice to not get nicked by a sword there. Honestly, a little Man, bit of a plot re- rewrite. Um, Percival does end up going with Merlin and Arthur like they don't split up. And Asholda is single. And we get Percival and Asholda hooking up. Because they both don't have arm protection. Which makes <laughs> them the perfect couple. Wearing Hell things. yeah. Uh, but yeah, she gets cut on the arm 
and elbowed and Tristan runs over and is like, oh my god, you're dying. And I'm like, she's barely hurt. Like, that cut doesn't look deep and she maybe has a concussion, but like, she's not dying. And then they, she limps into the village and I'm like, nothing happened to you. What is this? Oh, Merlin's like, oh, her wound's not going to get infected. She just needs rest. I'm like, she was, it's a cut. She got a small cut, stitch it up and she'll be fine. Very annoyed at this part (laughs) for no reason. But, um, I think. That's right up the end. It just like they head back to the village, and then like. Well, no, they get to the village. They they get to the village. Uh, we see Gwen. Yeah. because uh, Merlin uh suggested, I guess, for Gwen to come to Yaldor, um, after last episode, um, and was taken in by uh Merlin's mum, which was very nice of her. Uh, and we have the Gwen and Arthur reunited scene, um. Just lame. Very yeah. lame. Was, it, listen, David, it was it, it needed to happen. It's the season finale. There's no way that they're not bringing them back. I I know, but I'm um, just I'm so much less invested in the relationship now that I know Lancelot isn't gonna actually physically cuck Arthur. <laughs> like that is the extent of the cuckening. We have we have seen the extent of the cuckening, or have we? Wouldn't it be really funny if they brought Lancelot back again? For and he actually role? fucks Gwen then? Yeah, that would be very funny. <laughs> I mean, in the actual Thurian myth, Gwen and Lancelot run away together. <laughs> like, Arthur Ooh. does not win Gwen. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, they run away together because um, Arthur's like, I- you guys committed adultery. I have to execute you? Like, it's the law. Uh, there we go. Could have, it, what, what could have been in the show? Um, but yeah, uh, instead, yeah, towards the end of our episode here, we have Agravain uh, surround the village of Yeldor, and the start of the attack happened. Um, and believe we get to see uh, people, like, we have to see uh Merlin Arthur, uh Gwen and uh our smugglers uh running away towards the end of our episode, with that sort of being the cliffhanger. We I'm just I'm also annoyed with the smugglers, like I don't care about you. Why are you here? You know? Well, like you you should care, because this brings us back into an old segment of our show, the mythology corner. Oh my god, are they real people? Tristan and Isolde are based off Sir Tristan of the Knights of the Round Table and his famous lover Isolde. Um, uh, They have their own legend, but it was eventually combined with the Arthurian myths, and Tristan is one of the major knights of the Round Table. Um, He was originally, in his original story, he was escorting an Irish princess, uh, Isolde, um, that was going to marry his uncle, King Mark of Cornwall. They accidentally drink a love potion um, and quote-unquote fall in love on the way. And because of that, Tristan is banished, and he ends up leaving and joining um, Arthur's court with his wife, Isolde. Um, while so... these guys are very different, they are clearly named 
Tristan and Isolde. So you can only assume that they are direct homage to these characters. So like not gonna be in season five, we're guessing. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe we found the next They're named knife. after night he's named after a major knight of the round table who is notably in the story uh Lamort the Arthur. Like Sir Tristan is one of the big no. players of that story. So Well, we'll have to He see. could be. I don't know, but just that mythology corner. Sir Tristan. Yay. They did it. Look, guys, they did it. He is, in fact, such a big deal. He's a fake Grand Order character. And that's how you know they matter wow. to the Arthurian yeah. myth, is if they make it to fake Grand Damn. Order. <laughs> uh, Whatever you want to think of this episode. Well, f- oh, yeah, I'll do INDB stuff after the fact. Uh, yeah. Nick, why don't you start? For no reason. I enjoyed this episode i i know exactly why charlie you're trying to calibrate your uh your rating here oh no um i i enjoyed this episode i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun uh the merlin two-parters are typically like significantly better than (laughs) most of the rest of them um and this one is no exception um it's not as spectacular as some of the episodes this season have been uh but i'm gonna give this one a solid four all right. Um, yeah, no, I agree with Nick. This was a very fun episode until the end of it. I had less fun. Um, but it's Fair just, enough. it was nice to watch an episode of Merlin and not be dreading it. <laughs> and not just like be checked out while it was happening. Uh, so I think I'll also give this episode a four. Uh, and then to calibrate and be a conformist, I will also give it a four. Uh, Shocker. The it, uh, You guys know I'm a sucker for Merlin, Arthur, like sappy moments, and them talking by the fire, even though Arthur is magically a himbo, is still nice. There's still some good like character development there, and I'm hopeful that one of the final shots we'll get in the part two is like... Maybe they sit down for dinner and Arthur actually like gets up and washes his own dish. Or does it does something that Merlin normally does where he goes out of his way to thank just, Merlin they gotta just to get call back to, to that. They gotta get to the sword and the stone. I just... And then they gotta resolve this whole thing. I just... There's so much plot that needs to happen next episode. Oh yeah, I'm fully anticipating part two also to kind of be a rushed mess because they they were able to take their sweet time on this one and it worked out fairly well. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do that next time. Um, but hey, this episode was received pretty well. It was watched by 8.39 million people. Uh, and which is like a 1 million increase from uh, last season or last episode. Uh, mainly because it premiered on Christmas Eve. Oh. And it's like the first hmm. time it got a Christmas, Christmas air date. Eve slot. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, more importantly, <gasps> too, because it didn't. You just getting your family around for Christmas Eve. And, and watching Merlin. Watching Merlin. And it's the episode with the big boob push-up bra. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and this Hell is the yeah. show you really like, Timmy. <laughs> 
Mm, I see. Uh, and it received an 8.5 on IMDb, mainly because of the boobs. Ooh, Would be my nice. guess. Nick, what do you rate the boobs in this episode? Uh, out of how many? Out of uh, 10. Out boobs of 10? are rated out of 10. I rate the left Oops. boob an 80 and the right boob an 8. Specifically a 0, 8. Nice. Um, I, I don't know. They, they feel like, like a solid 7. <laughs> wow, Nick objectifying women again? No, I agree. Seven sounds right. <laughs> just, I don't know, David. I'm, I'm glad that you're on my side here. Like, it, that just feels right for this. Like, they're they're solid, they're perfectly above average boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick's not even high. Uh, I don't know what his excuse for him. Oh no, sorry. Part two is uh, is Christmas Eve. Okay. Part one okay. was the seventeenth of December. 2011 which is absolutely nothing what were you doing on the 17th of december 2011 how old were we in 2011 was it uh, was it we grade were in nine finals grade, grade 10 nine. finals no that was grade 10 that was grade um, 10 ninth grade just started what? high school 10th grade it is still 10th, 10th grade. grade okay 10th, 10th grade, grade second year I don't fucking know, my dude. Probably nothing. <laughs> uh, probably getting ready for the, like the the Christmas break, uh, or on the Christmas break, one of those two, and enjoying it. Uh, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Happy for the Christmas break. Boom. Yeah, I think my exams would have been over by then. So. Oh man, you guys are you got you guys were weird and had semestered high school. Yeah, dude. Did you not? Nah, I I full eight courses year round. So many exams in in uh, See, June and so many that helps. But also, then you learn math the entire time. I guess makes more sense. Yes, more importantly, you you learn you learn the thing. The yeah, but then it's time, not the same as case, university. So you still get fucked with like needing to adapt to that though. Uh, a little bit where it was very useful for me was um, like gym class because it meant I had gym all year. Um, and it also meant that like I didn't have gym every single day for a semester. It was every other day. So it was just like a nice break. Uh, yeah. Um, but what a fucking nerd I, who would have taken gym. <laughs> took it. Took it all, all really? four years. I took somehow. drama all four years. <laughs> Ah, there I'm you a go. gross theater kid. Slightly different. And I also took music for three years. I was nope. the arts All the programming kid. courses. And history, I think. Actually. I tried all wait, I've I this is I know this is like end of episode, but like, oh man, I don't think I've told the like the the stubborn Nick programming course story. It was fantastic. Um when I was in grade eleven, I had to choose between either taking a programming course. Uh, or essentially like a digital media course. Uh, I'd already taken a digital media course and I really didn't want to take another one. So I went into the programming course. Um, they didn't have a teacher for it. Oh, you've told um, the story. So they had a substitute you've told teacher. The story. Have I told the story? I don't know if you've done okay. it on the podcast, yeah. but I've definitely heard this. Yeah. Um, Charlie, have you heard this? I don't know. 
all right, they 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 hired a substitute teacher uh, for like the first two weeks while looking for like a full time teacher. Couldn't find a full time teacher. Word started to like kind of go around, so a bunch of other people started transferring out of the class. Like, oh yeah, class is gonna fail. Um, I guess I'll transfer to that digital media one because that's what I'll have to do. Uh, and I was very stubborn. It was like, no, I'm not doing that course. I'm staying here until they're not allowing me in. And then one day I showed up to the class. And the door was locked. There was no one there. Uh, I waited for like five to ten minutes. Principal came by and was like, hey, this class got canceled. You got to go down to the guidance counselor. So I went down to the guidance counselor. I was like, hey, I don't want to take that digital media course. And they're like, you know what? Fine. Like, that's entirely fair. You were supposed to be taking that course. What course do you want to take that's running right now? So I was the only one from my program to be able to take not that digital media course. And I pissed off so many people in my program because I got to go take like an intro to like Anthro So Psych. And it was so oh, much fun. Intro to Anthro So Psych was so much fun. <laughs> it was a great class. And I was the only one from my program that was able to take it. I, I was... took that. I took that as well. That was a, that was a fun course. That was that was a, f- was a fun, fun cruise. Is what it was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was also that is... the only course <laughs> that I got. <laughs> Sorry, I just remember getting into like such a long argument with someone in that course where the topic of eat pray love came up so obviously i had to rail against it of what a fucking irresponsible stupid like romanticization of like a breakdown that is where it's like she just runs away to europe and it's just like no that's not a good you can't do that like what do you mean? <laughs> this is not everyone could do that. It is like a romanticization of such like a terrible thing. And it's just like getting into an argument with the exact kind of person who that book was written for. Oh my god, I I'm now getting flashbacks to um I I in high school I took law classes and one of them was like you had to do some debate. And it was, okay, we're going to assign you topics, and you have to be pro or against, obviously. And the one topic was, I had to be pro-death penalty. Right. And, like, you get up with the common ones where it's like some evils are too, too gross to be accepted in society, and that person should be put to death. Like, equivalent, like, eye for an eye penalty. This goes back to historical references. Um, yep. And someone on the anti side was horrible, horrible debater. And the words are like forever emboldened in my mind where it's just like the teacher does not have the authority to tell you your essay is stupid and bad and rip it up and throw it in the trash. We do not have the authority to execute people. And everyone kind of collectively went. What? <laughs> Did you just equate human life with that of a bad essay? Uh, like, even people on his own team were like, what the fuck did you just say? What are you talking about? And I think he was trying to route it back to, like, in a civil society, like, certain niceties are supposed to be, like, in order to behave in a society, you do certain things and like you can't be rude to someone. And so we should follow this all the way up to you can't kill someone. But I, I don't know. I worry about that guy. He, he, uh, sure he was fine. not reading at an appropriate grade level. 
in grade 11. Uh. I actively cringed every time he was selected to read an English class. Nice. Like, I legitimately, I think he was reading at like a fifth grade level in grade 11. Mm. Yeah. Read books, kids. They're fun. Please also read more than one book. Please continue yes. reading after Harry Potter. There are more books. Please. Like, you can find... You can. find an author you like find a genre you like don't let anyone tell you what you're reading is dumb and bad unless it's like genuinely designed to be offensive um, Ayn Rand <laughs> you can read Ayn Rand to make fun of it That's <laughs> now allowed. I'm gonna read Atlas Shrugged and that's become my entire personality I, hey, I mean, Fox News does need new Tucker Carlson. I'm going to read that and Catcher Ooh. in the Rye, and I'm going to love Catcher in the Rye for all the wrong way <laughs> reasons. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm going to love no. Catcher in the Rye. Man, that main character is so cool. <laughs> Uh-oh. David. <laughs> the two oh, red flags of literature. <laughs> <laughs> David loved reading, what is it, like Tom Sawyer? or uh. But for the worst read, I wanted to read that one passage, but the teacher wouldn't let me. <laughs> Ruined the book for me. Censorship in schools. Yeah, if anyone ever says they like oh, Ayn no. Rand, that's a red flag. If anyone ever praises the main character in Catcher in the Rye, that's a red flag. <laughs> Just because someone's the main character doesn't mean they're a good person. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah, Just because someone sounds cool doesn't mean they're people. a good person. <laughs> as as we were talking about before we started recording, I just read Dark Tower. Man, the main character in that is ambiguously good. <laughs> like, his motivation? Sketchy at best. Um, The choices he makes? Kind of objectively wrong a lot of the time. But he really needs to do this thing. He he himself states he doesn't know why. And it's kind of a red flag that maybe you shouldn't like this man all that much. Uh, was it on the podcast? No, I don't think it was. But I think the topic of smoking came up when we were hanging out or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm quit, I've quit smoking again. Terrible thing. Again, it's a shame that it looks so cool, though. <laughs> it's yeah. an absolute shame that objectively smoking is so cool. <laughs> Oh man, Marble oh. really fucked up society, didn't they? It just looks so yes. cool. But you know what doesn't fuck up society? Reviewing us on a podcasting service of your choice and leaving us a five star rating if you really liked it. Uh, we're on every podcasting service, every single one. If you find one and we're not on there, let us know on Twitter at Forsaf or email us at forsaf at gmail.com. And let us know so that we can be on okay, that podcast service. At this point, service. the only way we're not on a podcasting service is with one of those premium ones where you gotta pay to be on it. We won't do that. Like, that's the only way. Unless we're you not pay gonna... for it. Yeah. Audience, if you want us on your podcasting service and it costs us money, just pay we're us. Not we'll do be it. On pay Stitcher us premium. to be on your podcasting we're service. We're not gonna be on Stitcher Premium. <laughs> we're not a Spotify Premium exclusive. Like... <laughs> We could be, though, could it, we be? if you want us to be. No. Hey, if you want us to get to the popularity that would enable us to do that thing and monetize this, 
whole nonsense and we would we probably could never just do that. go full right wing <laughs> we nope. could just there's nope. a vacuum right now we could just go full nick let right me ask wing. you two simple questions are you upset that the green m&m isn't sexy anymore <laughs> and question two would you make would you smoke a cigar in front of your pregnant wife while gaslighting and emotionally and verbally abuse and berate her oh my god if you answered yes to either of those questions you could be a right-wing talking speaking head. of the green mmm and, and and like charlie you're speaking in the outro the green, i know I'm wait, in wait, the wait. Outro. speaking of the green mmm i had a, oh. i had a thought the other day about um like a st- unrelated about being horny on the internet um to bowsette and i just why wasn't bowsette a trans icon Oh fuck! That no. <laughs> like, why That's wasn't a... Bowsette immediately championed by the trans movement? <laughs> That's a right. That's a, That's a really good, good point. Question. I was just like thinking back, like I don't think there was any like discussion of that, like at all in the moment or ever. <laughs> but just looking back at it, it seems so obvious, right? huh no that's yeah that that's 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 real huh uh so the i found um an ass transgender thread from four years ago and the general consensus is it's split between well this is kind of a, a fetish thing and then also well no she chose to put on the crown and transform and also so. like all the like the fan in is definitely she is happier in this form <laughs> like as well yeah (laughs) also people going yeah let's not champion something that was born specifically for porn and also someone who kidnaps people that's kind of bad idea yes but it also wasn't Uh, born specifically for porn the original web comic was pure in intent pure ish more pure was it (laughs) they do go on a date but it's more pure hey uh i mean back to the outro if you know all this stuff um be here next Audience, week for the come season back finale for, uh, on YouTube, where I make a two-hour video essay about Bowsette and how she's a trans icon. Yeah, come listen <laughs> to like three cis males talk about trans issues. The voices we need in the discourse. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, outro. <laughs> Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me.